Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible, and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today's the day, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the day. We've been waiting for this for so very, very long. Indeed. Um, we have I speculated kind of, so very, very much. I can't believe that it has happened. Uh, we are here to review the very first episode of Star Trek Picard. Um, uh, this was released. We're recording this on January 24th. The episode was released on January 23rd, 2020. So we are one day out. I've watched it once and only once. Me I'm sure too. that I will watch it, that I will watch it again. I am too. I, I meant to, to, in fact, watch it again today. I had a plan. I was like, what I wanted to do was watch, um, Nemesis and then it, because I hadn't seen Nemesis. I haven't watched Nemesis in like forever. Um, I was, well, I was like, I thought that would be really cool to do. So that's the next thing I'm going to do. I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. Like I own it, but like I would have had to search the house for it, which I wasn't trying to do today. Um, so I was like, damn it. Why isn't it streaming? Like, how could I not be watching this on CBS All Access? Yo, what the fuck? Um, but that was my plan and since it didn't work out i didn't do any of it uh, <laughs> but that was my plan because i was like i wanted to be more fresh on the last time we had seen picard and his crew which would have been a nemesis and now um so i still plan to do that because i'm curious as to well, and nemesis change plays into my this a lot and we will we will talk a bit about how nemesis plays into this because it's huge um a lot of things play in it let's do it i was gonna say a lot of stuff plays into it not just that you know what i mean so Let's yeah. do the tale of the tape real quick. Um, it was created by Kiva Goldsman and Michael Chabon, Kristen Beyer, and Alex Kurtzman. These are award-winning writers. Um, if you watch the opening credits, it says something that no other show has said. It says, based on Star Trek The Next Generation by Gene Roddenberry, not just by Star Trek, which I think is kind of an interesting thing. Um, to make that, that specificity, you mean? Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, aliens have invaded Alexia's house. You can hear them in the background. Sorry um, about that. He gets this way sometimes. He's, he's usually good, but he is yeah, having a you day. Know, he's, you know, I think the problem is, is that he likes uh, the original series. He heard that The Next Generation was happening. He's like, yeah. my he's like, where's my original series? Fuck this shit. Yeah, he's um, definitely an original series boy. That's for sure. Uh, no- notably executive produced by Patrick Stewart, who wanted to make sure that the show was what he wanted it to be as well. Um, and I think that's important. The first two episodes are going to be directed by Hanel Culpepper, including this one. I believe she's the first woman of color to uh, to direct an episode of Star Trek, as far as that's I have awesome. heard. Um, the next three I mean, not episodes- that it took this long, but that it's at least happened. <laughs> the next three episodes, it looks like, are going to be directed by Jonathan Fricks, um, which I'm a fan which of. I think is uh, and, awesome. But I think notably, that's actually really cool. I think, like, if you think about it, there's a statement to be said there, because I think we all would have been excited and 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 down with Jonathan Frakes, um, having a unique position 
uh, having directed a lot of uh, stuff since the next gen days. Um, and I think we all would have been just fine with him directing out of the gate. And I think that it was a bold choice to say, hey, this is something that we haven't done yet and we need to change that. So we're gonna. Um, and so instead of having these first couple episodes, we're, we're going to use this woman of color who is talented. We're going to, you know, yeah. put her at the well, helm, and, give her and, a and shot. She is, you know? she is unbelievably uh, talented. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, gonna, it's fucking good. I mean, gonna, let's do that part first before we get into the nitty gritty and we're going to spoil the fuck out of this thing. My come away was it's fucking good. It's like, good. And it's it's patient. And it's 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 I like it a lot. Yeah. I have things I have things to say. Um, I've read reviews. I've read positive and negative reviews. I have things to say about both of them. I'm um, I'm going to be interested to hear the negatives because Mr. A had said that prior to us, well, like right before we watched it, he had saw a, an alarming headline he said um what was the what was the headline you remember the headline can, can picard survive its disastrous first episode yes can picard survive its disastrous first episode was the headline and spoiler I'll, alert I yes i think that would, if if we're calling that disaster like i was just so he was like well i didn't read it he just read the headline because he didn't want to be spoiled obviously and of course when he went to go find this article after we finished watching it he couldn't find it anywhere i was like isn't that just the fucking way of these things um because i'm like how in the world can you walk away from that episode feeling that way i'm genuinely like what what's your beef um that yeah. isn't backed by like uh hate and yeah there's a there's a, there, there's a there, I, lack I, of I, progress ism um no i can, i think i can tell you what the beef is but we'll get there the first thing i want to do just well, so the you do the thing you too like what did you like you loved it as well yes yes i i i did love it um i sat there I was blown away by it. I want to, I'm going to say all the reasons why, but just, I want to get this out of the way. Um, for the interest of time, I did not take uh, the time to write up or anything or prepare anything in terms of the synopsis. So instead of just doing my five minutes go on this, I want to make sure I get this right. So I'm going to read it right off of Wikipedia. So here's the synopsis of Remembrance, the first episode of Star Trek Picard. Well, there's spoilers Following, in this. Uh, yeah. By the way, of course. Yes. Spoilers. Well, that's like, what I'm like, saying. Like I wanted to just make sure we had a, a portion of this right at the very beginning where we, you and I just kind of said how we feel about it. And now we're going to yeah. get into the nitty gritties and that's what's happening, people. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yet, um, don't listen anymore. But yeah, here's, here's, here's <laughs> the takeaway from us, if you trust in us um, and you haven't seen it yet, you you know feel obviously come back and listen to us after you watch it. But um, we love yeah, my it. Li my last so. words on spoilers before I tell you to go away is this. Um, one, you don't have to have seen Nemesis, but it helps. But you don't have to. The show gives you all the information you need. Yeah, you don't have to have seen anything and, prior and you will and, not and, be and lost. Especially in this, but and, this was it is like is the, it gives you um it does there, there are links to the past and to other things that are out there that if you've got that um it just makes it better but you I don't had people, need it. i had people ask me i had people ask me well i want to get through discovery first you don't need to do that that's a big thing. you don't they're need unrelated. to do that they're unrelated they're, yeah. so so um so that's it spoilers the only the only thing i would say that's related if you want to do a couple of things related before you start it if that's just what you want to do would be nemesis would be um there's a short trek um yep that we just did a, a season review on the short treks this, this season of short treks um it's called children of mars uh hold on sorry wow it's the it's, it's the synthetics they're attacking um yes um uh, sorry about that measure, um, the, these, there, the next so there was yes measure you can't um the yes. next gen episode measure of a man and i would also say there's the offspring is going to be an important episode yes too, i'd say bet. those are good um, episodes if you want to have a very solid foundation um, for this episode, but you, but again, you don't need them. They'll just make it fuller. 
in in advance, I also um, would suggest probably watching the Star Trek Voyager episode where Seven shows up and probably the one right after it, which is Scorpion 1 and 2, and I forget what the one after it is called, and probably the next-gen episode, I, Borg, probably play into it from what I've heard, um, just so you know who, who Seven is and stuff. And I think, again, you don't have to do any of it. The show presents this story as a standalone, and I think that's a... a, a, it's a and it gives you what it gives you what you need to know um for sure but that yeah like it just makes a fuller experience i don't know like just to watch this episode i don't know that you really need the seven of nine stuff yeah at all Um, like it hasn't touched on that part yet i know she's going to be in the series so like it might be something you'll want to get to before the next episode i don't know but i'd say if you're going to prioritize for this episode nemesis measure of a man the little short um children of mars Star Trek short children from Mars and that's pretty much and I, mean, I guess that pretty much do you well and the and, and and I would say the um all the flashback stuff from Star Trek 2009 too if you really want to be completist about it because oh, oh Trek, uh, about what happens to Romulus yeah Star Trek 2009 factors into this way more significantly than I thought it would which I love I love that yeah um I think that's important well, and the all fact right, that it's go. a part that deviates from like even though once you watch when you're watching 2009 it winds up being deviation from the original timeline prior to that though um yeah they've they're giving you information that you that you didn't have uh and yeah, i think there's 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 about six minutes of star trek 2009 that takes place in the prime timeline and those six minutes are you know to, to find out what happened a major thing that happened there's a whole movie about that so yes, but those six okay, minutes are important they're, the, they're an important one, six minute ep of uh, of uh, setup if you want it <laughs> Remembrance, directed by Hannah Culpepper, following the destruction of the Confederated Martian colonies by synthetics, artificial life forms similar to Data, Admiral Jean-Luc Picard has resigned his commission from Starfleet in protest of Starfleet using the destruction of the Utopia Planitia shipyards as an excuse to back out of the evacuation of Romulus, and has retired to his country estate in the Bar France. In Greater Boston, Daj is enjoying an evening with her boyfriend when Romulan assassins transport into her apartment. They kill the boyfriend, but before they can kill her, something activates in Daj and she kills the assassins. She experiences she experiences visions of Picard and seeks him out after seeing him being interviewed on the Federation news network. An amazing scene. Dodge finds sanctuary mm-hmm. in the bar, but soon runs runs away out of fear of bringing harm to the admiral. Picard calls on Starfleet archives and discovers a painting Data made 30 years previous entitled Daughter, bearing a female figure resembling Dodge. Dodge tracks down Picard and reunites with him, but it proves to be a brief reunion as she is killed by the same assassins from earlier. Picard travels to the Daystrom Institute in Okinawa and meets Dr. Agnes Gerati, who reveals Dodge may be Data's daughter through an experimental procedure known as fractal neuron- neuronic cloning, meaning she is an android with an organic body, but a positronic brain. Gerati reveals this process results in twins the episode ends in a romulan reclamation site where a romulan named narek meets with soji asher dodge's twin a final view of the reclamation site reveals it to be a borg cube okay um where to even start on this i think i think instead of bearing the lead this is what we would normally save to the end i think we need to just let's talk a little bit about picard let's talk about jean-luc picard um how do you feel about where he is in his life right now? I, f- I feel like it makes complete sense based on the... Uh, so, again, I don't know what the hate's got to do with. The only thing that I can think of, um, something I really liked about, like, the 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 interview had a very CNN, and it was obviously a CNN kind of clone feel about it. I loved that. Um, I felt like it really kind of is something we can relate to now, but is, is still something that makes sense for, like, in the future. And just the way it's set up, and he hasn't given an interview he hasn't spoken publicly 
about um, having left Starfleet. And I love that they talk about like they know they're not supposed to say that. They know they're not supposed to ask about that shit. Right. Yeah. Confirmed. And then, of course, as is depicted almost any time that's said on a fucking show, the asshole fucking journalist does, in fact, ask him. And instead of keeping quiet, he fucking says why. And I I love the why. I We don't know what happened at on Mars. We don't know why these synthetics uh, had, did what they did. But what I thought was very interesting was the whole conversation, like, the fact that, and this makes, this feels so real, even in Starfleet, even in a utopian Starfleet, where the Romulans, as we know from 2009, are facing an extinction level event on their planet. Their, there's, their sun is supernovaing and it's going to kill the entire planet. And pretty much Starfleet was sort of content to let that happen. Because let's just put it out there, like, we're not, we're not friends with the fucking Romulans. Like, Romulans are bad guys. They're fucking they're spies they're evil they're they're bad juju so we are not their friends we are not their allies there's a very uneasy agreement of like this is the neutral zone like you don't go in there we don't go in there and like we'll just we'll just stay away from each other and that's the best that we can agree to um but in this time of need picard as we understand picard and it makes perfect sense he's a persuasive guy he basically campaigns to go in there and offer them aid. He's like, "Listen, I get it, man. They're not our friends." But well, there's a, there's something that's already been turned something already been turned by. into a meme. Something that's already a meme on Facebook, which I love, where she asks him, she she where where, where you re, you risk Federation lives to save you know nine nine million people. And he goes, "Well, there were lives at stake." And she goes, "Romulan lives." And he stops her and he goes, "No, no lives. lives. Yes, that's fucking love." My favorite, that. It's my my, my favorite oh. moment in the whole in the whole episode is that absolutely that, that's it's, it's that's what Picard it is, does. and it's such a simple line. Do you know what I mean? Like it's such an uncomplicated un complex idea it's bare and succinct into the fucking point romulan no lives there's no distinction it doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter we're starfleet like that's what we do how many times on next gen was there some life form that they didn't understand that was harming them and they could have killed it to save themselves and like that was not the choice to be made it was like no this is sentient life it doesn't understand that it's killing us, that it's hurting us. It doesn't mean us harm. We are collateral damage to its, you know, it's like a lion in its habitat or something. You know what I mean? Like killing it is the wrong thing to do just to save ourselves. Let it. What is the solution to allow this thing survival and save us? That's always what they did on Next Gen. Always. So it makes perfect sense that that's his position and that that's a Starfleet position. And he's reminding them, hey, yo, I mean, there's like it has a feeling about it to Star Trek six when, you know, you had the making peace with the Klingons and, you know, there are Klingons that didn't want it. And there were humans that didn't want it because we just we'd been yeah, enemies for so long. And it was like, listen, that time's done. And I love that he's still having to remind like it just makes sense to me. They still have to remind us like, hey. There was a time when we weren't friends with the, the Klingons, right? But we still wouldn't have let them be obliterated off the face of the universe. Well, he comes straight out and he said he says it wasn't Starfleet anymore. 
He says, right. Yes. It's not, and that's it's why not he left. What it the was. The fact that they th- abandoned the rescue. Like, he talked them I into this, it. A problem that I have, a necessary problem that I have with this show is the same necessary problem I would have with a movie like Force Awakens. Um, where in, or, and really any sequel to a, some, a show that gave me a happy ending, which is for the show to exist, for the drama of the show to happen you have to take away the happy end and and there is the the i love how picard is i love the the performance is so grounded and much less showy than it was back in the 80s like 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 stewart has learned some new chops and he wasn't bad then he was amazing then but he is he brings such subtlety now where before he might have been no lives you know like like in in 1991 now he's just with a look with a breath with a blink yeah. he conveys so much i mean the dude the, the dude has if nothing else improved in the decades since he's done this before and he's absolutely when he was Picard. already fucking phenomenal you do know what i mean it's like but what, what? the but the, <laughs> the 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 sad thing that it it has to bring in order to exist is that when he's sitting at the card table going, you know, the sky's the limit and and the Enterprise flies off and it's the end of Next Gen or even at the end of Nemesis where, yeah, Data's dead and they're rebuilding, but they're all kind of going their separate ways. And he's sitting there sort of, you know, sadly, he's remaining on the bridge of the Enterprise and going off to further adventures or something about, you know, like I loved the final episode of Cheers. It's amazing because it just they close the bar and you kind of feel like the, the it's going to just continue the next day i would love to see cheers again but if they're going to make cheers again they're going to have to deal with the fact that like characters on cheers are probably not alive anymore you know or if they if they bring back frazier you know the actor who played frazier's dad is dead you got like you you have to necessarily bring tragedy in in order for there to be a new show and i guess the only i mean if you're moving forward in a timeline yeah yeah, you know what i mean it's just it's just necessary right if you're going to do a sequel that's just life if you're going to do a sequel to to a to a happy ending then you have to necessarily undo the happy ending a little bit and it makes me a little sad you know because i i it does make sense that this is the stand that picard would make but i i feel bad for the man the man deserves better than to to find himself melancholy and withdrawn and as he says i'm just here waiting to die um i hate Ugh. that he had to spend a few years like that that's a, that's like picard deserves better than that but the flip side of that is you say it's life you know as part of my life i deal with the elderly um and life is always gonna be a, a sad ending like it doesn't it doesn't go well at the end you either you like you either put the people you love in the ground or you go in the ground before them and that's just how it is. Sorry to bring you down, Trek. Yeah, uh, like that's um, just but, hello. Everybody dies. You know yeah, what I so, mean? So, that's that's the, the end the, of life. <laughs> so the fact that he, like anybody else, is stuck in that loop, but finds inspiration to leave that loop because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I dig that. I did. I I dig that. And if you if you're gonna have to resurrect Picard out of his pseudo happy ending, this is the way to do it for the character. Now I want to jump over to you know because I want to make sure we don't run out of time to talk about the subject, the negative reviews that you talked about and i'm going to tell you what they said what they're referencing why i agree with with the concept of what they're saying but why i ultimately disagree with their conclusion um okay. reviews are basically saying that the show's meandering um that uh and a lot of them have seen the first three episodes which say it takes three episodes to get up in the stars and go do things and go as they say go star trekking um and that it's 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 kind of so slow and contemplative that it seems 
um, it seems almost hesitant to go out and forge its own course um, or LaForge its own course. Um, uh, my answer to that is this in a vacuum I would understand that feeling about this show the show is slow it is contemplative there are times when it's not a ton of fun and you're you are you are sitting there kind of kind of taking it in slowly dealing with it it's as much a, 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 a show about the drama of old age as it is a show about anything else um, and if this was the only Star Trek that was out there right now I would maybe even be going just I liked it, but it was a little slow. But here's the the deal. Here's what there's. But there's there've been episodes that are more contemplative and slow, like that. This isn't Star Wars, you guys. But, you want to fucking a, western as, in the in in the space? That's out there for you. That's never been Star Trek's but thing. A, like, get but, the fuck well, no, over it. I I would I would I would hardly disagree actually with you that the cage was also slow and contemplative, but that wasn't the first one that aired. The pilot brought in Kirk, and there was adventure, and there was a sense of of whimsy that I would say permeates all of the premieres, um, and and spectacle that permeates all the premieres, and this cho- chooses to go another way. Here's why I'm okay with that. Here's why I'm okay with that. And it's one of the things I loved and it's what I said when we talked about short tracks is that is that we have room for this Star Trek 2 and I think we necessarily must have room for this Star Trek 2. That I I love how fast-paced and extraordinary and 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 just kick-ass Discovery is. I don't oh, Yeah, I mean I was just saying like Mr. A had not gotten caught up on Discovery and he we finally got him caught up on the like last two episodes, and it's like I get why you know people are you know can be really on board with this. You have this like epic fucking ridiculous space battle that you would never have seen really on a show before for Star Trek. That's usually kind of reserved for a Star Trek movie. Um, and but it, for for every moment like that, it has these heartbreaking moments of of goodbyes and relationships so like but i don't i was like i don't need that right like something i noticed too when we were watching it those fucking robot remember when we were watching the short treks uh-huh. and the stupid robot thing and i hated that episode that short trek because i'm like this doesn't make sense these ro- like if we had these robots then why the fuck do people ever have to go in jeffrey tubes or die um you know disarming a missile as happens in um the last the last spoiler we're already in spoilers so <laughs> um is as happens in the the end of um discovery like i, I realized yeah, for discovery, discovery here too, i re- i realized there is a small short shot at the beginning of this big epic battle sequence of these of those little robots on the Enterprise. And in my brain, like you didn't mention it and I didn't even recognize it when I was watching the cartoon and you didn't mention it when we were talking about that short track. But like, no, but they were there at the uh, in the last episode of Discovery. And it's because I fucking retcon like it is just go- I just I scrubbed it from my mind to the point where when I was watching it with Mr. A, I was like, the fuck are those doing there? What is uh, what is this then? Um and it's because it's literally like a 30 second if if not less shot of these these like repair bots being 
deployed and it fucking ruins everything it doesn't even fit in the in that episode because the admiral doesn't have to like why wouldn't you just have one of those little robots manually close the door hatch on the other side we're talking about picard now no no i'm just saying like my point being like so you have all these big explosive set piece moments on discovery right and and you don't need it was my point like you i didn't need that few moments of oh look at those crazy cool robots like just like i don't need I didn't need some big, huge space battle to enjoy that. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from how cool it was, but this idea I, see, that we've I'm come okay to with both. I mean, I think one of the things that we are getting right now as nerds, which is amazing, is it's that, like everything is that you can have. You know, I don't know if you've seen Avengers Endgame yet. Um, eventually, we'll talk about it. Um, but Avengers Endgame, especially the first half of it, is a melancholy movie. It's really kind of heavy and melancholy, and at the same time. Captain America the Winter Soldier is a, a dead serious thriller but you also have Ant-Man and yep. and and the idea that you can exist within a universe and if you like all of it like I do you know I know that mm-hmm. you, you had issues with with Infinity War but if you if you mm-hmm. like all of it like I do then you have all of it if you love Marvel but you're like yeah Infinity War is just bloated and I and I like the more personal stories you can you have that mm-hmm. if you have you know if, if you're yeah, like, you just got if, a richer tapestry yeah, like you yeah, know if, what I if mean you're, if you're if you're like comic book movies are silly and I can't get I, I never take them seriously but man I dig that my mom dug the Ant-Man movies because she like she's like i'm never gonna take it doesn't matter how much they're trying to make me cry that these guys in masks are running around i'm never going to cry at at at, you know a robot's death but but darn it if i'm not gonna if i'm not gonna have a great time with a guy who can shrink to the size of insects like it's it's yeah there's something to be said so so when i say that this is slow if this were the only star trek of course i would enjoy it you would enjoy it we are deeply invested and it's a good drama but there are people when they want like sci-fi they want a little you know a little animal brain stimulation they want some explosions and they want crying and 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 very emotional stuff and they they can have it in discovery and still get the star trek essence at the center here's the, the thing i mean the fucking thing shatters it like she's sitting there and her boyfriend and first of all i thought it was cool that actually is a call a call out to discovery not that you have to have watched it um, but I recognized right away that he was Zahian, um, Zahian, um, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Um, and she mentions the very thing that I, I kind of loved, I love about that species is the like the sideways eye blink thing. I fucking love that. Uh, and she's like sitting here with her boyfriend, going, "I love, I love how your eyes do that. Like, I just love that. You know what I mean?" Um, yeah. She's she's sharing this intimate moment of celebration of her getting into the Daystrom Institute, and then these motherfuckers. First of all, you don't know they're Romulans. You have no idea. Who who these motherfuckers are they show up fucking immediately knife her fucking boyfriend in the fucking chest before we go Dead. any further before we go any further about what they do the most important thing in all of star trek happened in this scene which is they revealed that now in the 24th maybe 25th century people still say dude which makes me so happy oh me too and they still say cool yeah, those are things like, those yeah. are things that i do believe will endure Cool has endured for a very long time now, as has dude. So yeah, I, I really I, believe I just, they will. It made, it made <laughs> me it made me happy. Yeah, and the scene is brutal, and she is awesome, 
and yeah i mean it's but i'm just saying and then you get this incredible fight scene and and you've got this like uh this questioning of like what the actual fuck just happened um and so and it's a really well done fight scene and it's brutal um and it's cool looking and so so i just i don't understand like what because it's not like that for the whole episode like what the fuck no i think i think you know i think i think the issue could be i could see how how someone who's grown accustomed to a different kind of trek and and you know, we've talked on the show before about the essence of, of, of primary value. And if we can go back to the original series, if you know the trouble with Tribbles and fighting the Gorn is why you watch Star Trek, this might be a little slow. If, on the other hand, City on the Edge of Forever and, you know, and I don't know, Balance of Terror, something, you know, something else more, and, and The Inner Light from Next Gen, if that's why you yeah, watch Star Trek, the light? then this is the show for you. And there are people who watch Discovery and are likewise going, it's just, it's too much like Star Wars. And I'm like, no, dude. Like there's room for both. So I think that like, I, I, I'm going to stand by what I said in 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 a vacuum. This would not seem enough like Star Trek to me to be. This is the only Star Trek. This is is this is this show that takes place mostly. You know, he goes from place to place, doesn't spend any time on ships. Um, and and it's just it wouldn't seem the same. But that's to branch out necessarily. And I said this in a prior podcast. This is what Star Trek needs to do. It needs to go. Yes, Star Trek is the seed from which you can grow many beautiful blossoms. That do oh yeah, and like things. I mean, even like like when we finished, like a, a comment that I sort of made when me and uh, Mister Ed finished watching Discovery, I was like, from just this series alone, there are three spinoff sh- shows that I would fucking watch. I would watch Pike on the and his and Number One and Spock and their adventures on the Enterprise. I would fucking love that show. I would watch it. I would watch a Section Thirty One show that um, Ash is heading up now. How he decides to maybe make, be like, listen, too many people know about this shit. Like, people give me knowing about Section Thirty One. Like, we're going deep. We need to know, and you don't fucking need to know. Um, I would watch that show. Um, uh, what was the third show out of it that I was like, I would watch that fucking show? Uh, uh, oh, the the next, the continuing um adventures of the people from from Voyager, uh, from Voyager, sorry, from Discovery, wherever the fuck they've gone now. Like, I'm on board to watch that show. Oh, yeah, I, I was. Think that- and, and it was like, and I would watch a show about like the um the ramifications, like the 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 what's her name, Ugh, mirror universe chick. Like I would watch mirror more mirror universe stuff. Giorgio? like yeah. yeah. So like there there are these, and they're very different kind of flavors. You know, one's like a stealth mission spy show. One is you know more of a traditional Star Trek exploration show. Like just the fact that there are these seeds from just this one well-made show and they're like, they're very different flavors, but they all are definitely Star Trek. And that's how this feels like, yeah, it's a little bit different of a flavor than maybe what we've seen in the past, but it has the Star Trek bones. It's they're very clearly there. And one of the things that that I said that I wanted is I wanted it to be a show for a show for our time. So let's talk, let's talk very specifically about something that that a, a, a legitimate criticism actually that people could have um who might not say this is not our star our star track but they could say and i'm sure that there are people who are saying this is not roddenberry's federation to which i would say that is an absolutely legitimate complaint if that's how you feel 
Um, I am not challenging you going, you're dumb or that your complaint is wrong. If that's how you feel, you're right. You're right. This is not Roddenberry's, um, R- Roddenberry's utopian federation. But here's the, here's the deal. And this is something that Picard, that rather Patrick Stewart said is that the world has changed. The world that we're in has changed. And frankly, we no longer need to, you know, we're not in a nuclear society where we're like, we need to show that that humanity is going to survive into the future, um, which was sort of and be OK, which was Roddenberry's original idea. The reason we don't need that anymore is that one, there are umpteen shows. Star Trek did it first, but now there are a thousand shows about how, you know, how humanity has survived hundreds of years in the future. Firefly has it and the Orville has it and and Babylon 5 has it back in the day and I, I could name 10 shows to so Battlestar Galactica uh, even though it's crazy is a human-like society there's there's the, the idea that humans are going to make it was a new idea that was necessary and that they were going to perfect everything was necessary at the time but I think that we as a society have have grown into especially in American society have grown into a certain kind of hubris into thinking we mm-hmm. are we are perfect yeah. and to be reflected back at us right now and go and go here's the utopia um still look how great everything still is i think is not the necessary message of our times and i don't you know you know of course there are those of you listening right now who are going oh here he goes get political and now you know, i think anyone who knows me knows that i have a you know that i stand on a particular political side but even even if you're on the opposite side from me you have to recognize that things are not as they were things you know you, you we can't be friends mm-hmm. anymore if we're on the opposite sides of political parties because frankly we think on both sides that the other side is morally wrong for believing yep. what they believe in i and i think that there's the, the debate going on you know, there, there's a debate at the time of this recording. There's a debate going on right now in the Senate where one side is one side is saying you are subverting the Constitution of the United States to to try and cheat in an election. And you're letting a bad guy get away with it. And the other side is saying you're taking something that you're taking something that is while not good is not doesn't rise to the 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 you know the overreaching you know disaster gate that you're supposed to have. You're talking about a five minute phone. Like, like they're they the each side thinks that the other side is trying to subvert the better interest in the two sides. It's like they're speaking different languages. It's like the tower tower of fucking Babel. They can't even understand what the other one is saying because nope. of of how they feel. And we are and the, and a- and the fact that we're that that Star Trek would not um like it by necessity at the end of the day that is always what Star Trek has done. It has shown us what is happening. Now, I mean, like, that's why it was so important that, like, I mean, things back then, um, th- things were dicey with Russia. You'll see this a lot, particularly in the 80s, um, as well, when, you know, the Cold War and all that kind of stuff was going on. Like, you needed to show that, like, we'll get beyond this, that there will come a time when globalization. And, th- and that's a thing that people say today with fear, like it's a bad thing, like globalization is negative and there's a there's an absolute allegory and it is very clear of the federation being the united states and and well or earth and humans being a part of the federation which is like the un of the galaxy you know what i mean and the idea that there are people that are not 
in that and we're not responsible for them right why should we be responsible for that we're not the police of the universe like there's an argument to be made there right and it's not an it's not an invalid one it's like hey these people like hate us they're not just people that aren't that we aren't friends with they're like actively like the romulans have actively tried to fuck us up on numerous occasions but does the humanitarian ideal of like hey they're still lives they're still people override the fact that they're arguably not good people what we would all agree are good and morally right people or i mean and and how many romulans is that right like is it just the romulan military that's like sneaky bad juju and they're oppressing the vast majority of their people who are just fucking people who have just they're they're going about their lives they farm and to make food to sustain themselves they you know what i mean we don't know enough about them and do we condemn an entire race of beings that we have the ability to save we have the ability to do something do we condemn them because there's we've had bad dealings with them in the past and we don't know them and well, i, I think and there's that's the, there's, the, that's the that's the argument and it's a valid one well, and on, i think I, there's there's an allegor- an allegorical line to be drawn about the naivety that we maybe had back in the 1980s about whether or not we could be the quote unquote good guys. Um, you know, the there was I remember growing up feeling like America was good, capital G good. And yes, I know we did bad things, but like 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 at least among the people who were not unfriendly to us, we were perceived as being a force for good. Post World War II, a force for good. And that's right yep. when Star Trek was made. We were seen as 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 God, we were just like morally the city on the hill. Um mm-hmm. and I think that we came into very complex situations. Okay, what do you do? when you are the force for good and you see horrible things happening and in order to stop the horrible things from happening you must interfere with somebody else's way of life and what if you mess that up and what if what if your good is different than other goods it gets more complicated and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. i think that the idea of of a federation that is caught in the quagmire of of you know a semi post 9-11 situation of a like there are allegories all around Oh yeah, um, in it and and it doesn't. It's not taking a particular stance. Picard is taking a stance. Picard is like taking sh- a stance. I don't feel like I don't the, think show, the show, I, and I feel like the show sides with Picard mostly. But I think that that they are at the same time showing here are a bunch of Romulans. You know, they killed a dude. They just killed a dude straight out. Just like, showed up out of nowhere and killed a motherfucker. Yeah, for, and, and they, like and for and what and reason? Like, because I had because that they, thought they, immediately because my like my first instinct was I thought they were like Section Thirteen or they were they were um, Starfleet, and I was like, okay, but if they were there to just capture this girl, why are you just killing this this other guy that's got nothing to do with anything other than they happen to be there celebrating with his girlfriend that night? You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's there's, I there's, think objectively fucked up. <laughs> so, and I want you know when that comes to light, like there's. You know, there has to be the question of, you know, did we did we do the right thing? Our people are are dying. And if we hadn't done this, our people would like it's it's I hope that's a question that continues to be asked. Um, We don't have very much time left, so I do want to think it will be. You know what I mean? I think it will be. And and, and the idea of the synthetics and the fact that they shut down like there was a, a race of beings that they theoretically had started to create or had created. And they just were like, nope, I want to, to you know, like there's a whole too. story there, too. There's a dark there's a dark story here when they say the synthetics were banned where are they were they right well at killed? least one of them we saw is, is in a fucking drawer lore or not lore b4 when nemesis mm-hmm. ends b4 has is 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 singing 
um, is singing Irving Berlin and maybe he's not data, but he's certainly alive and he's learning about humanity. And, you know, Nemesis ends with Picard giving a speech to B4 about how like, like, hey, we're going to try and, and teach you to be human now. Um, and at some point, someone turned him off and took him apart. Yeah. He's just That's in a drawer. Dark. They were like, that nope. is dark. We saw yeah. this before. Was, and I mean, was, the measure of a man. Like, like that's what I'm saying. There isn't even not precedent for this. And the measure, measure of a of man. man well, yeah, and measure of man it, is about Commander Bruce Maddox trying to take data to the Daystrom Institute and take him apart. And in this, they, they talk about how Bruce Maddox is missing. And it's such a deep cut. He Bruce Maddox appears in only that episode. You never see him again. And then in Data's day, he's the one that Data's writing to um, when you hear Data narrate the whole episode is Commander Maddox. It's such a deep cut that he's kind of the MacGuffin. We have to figure out what happened to Commander Maddox. I was like, whoa, that is like you're pulling like an actual character from Measure of a Man into mm-hmm. this. Um, and then that's what I'm saying. And like in a Measure of a Man, you had this guy who was like, and again, there, it was an, a compelling argument, right? It was like, I get it. You're anthropomorphizing this thing, though. It's uh, it's a collection of electrical impulses and, and machinery, and I could make more of them and they'd be so useful. Think of what life could be. He's like, yeah, but if you you decide here and now that this is just a piece of machinery, then the, we're creating a slave population. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, and that's okay. It, and that's in next gen. That's not even now. That's not some darkness that's in Picard, you know, in this, in the current show, that's some darkness that we saw rearing its head in, you know, next gen. And there's, and there's darkness that rears its head in, you know, the, the war stuff that plays out in um deep space nine as well of like that's not our fight or like we're not involved like we don't just let's not pretend that it's new right let's not pretend that we haven't had these things because in order to talk about them they have to exist yeah and Um, so it's been there already now obviously it's a little bit more front and center for this entire show it would seem but it's nothing new. It's it's not un-Star Trek, there's, is there's, what I'm saying. Where I want to end on this is is the to talk about pilots real quick. Um, the Discovery pilot gave us a lot of stuff that we liked, but we we bristled. Listen to it. We bristled against the Klingons. We were unhappy Absolutely. about some shit. Yep. There was stuff that we, that we you know, you thought it was... Remember how, how mad you were at Saru? Remember oh, yeah. how like, angry you were and like how we love him now? Um, mm-hmm. uh, like like there, there were issues in the first episode that let it grow. I will argue that the two best pilots in all of Star Trek are the pilot for Voyager and the pilot for Enterprise. They're amazing pilots. They're very good. And they the worst pilot in all of Star Trek is probably Encounter at Firepoint, which is the, the beginning of Next Gen. Um, I will now say with sort of confidence, this is the best pilot in all of Star Trek. It is nothing offends me. It immediately captivates me. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem clunky or like it doesn't know what it's doing. It is. Nope. And everything feels grounded in Starfleet, like everywhere he goes, the index in the place when he goes to the, uh, you know, to, to see the stuff from the ship, um, the when he goes to the Daystrom Institute when it's, it's he's all just, really good so it's it there is a part of me that goes you know because i remember voyager came out i finished that pilot and i was like holy shit that is great this is yep. really good i can't wait to see can't wait to see the next episode oh oh they they've they've split belana torres in half huh okay i guess that's a show oh the kazon huh they're like dirty cleons all right uh, oh the, these guys have a skin disease okay 
<laughs> and 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 you think back i if i watch the pilot of voyager now it's still good it's really good same thing with with enterprise you start off the klingons there he's sh- he's showing up he's blowing up the thing they got to return the klingon you have the the intrigue of future guys there like holy shit there's all this great stuff and all of a sudden you're like oh captain archer has been getting, getting caught again huh he's in another cage okay um, and I feel like with things like, you know, I, I don't want to count um, the original series because they didn't have a presentational pilot that they maybe very wisely. They were just like they dropped you yep. in and go, here's here's an episode of Star Trek for you. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> they they yep. don't have. They and don't I, I kind of dug that. Yeah, they don't yeah, have, they, they don't put anything in the background. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, they're just yeah, the they TV just kind of drop you in. And you, you, yeah, you, you just did, you didn't have to watch it in order. But the, you'll catch um, up. <laughs> you know, but like again again deep space nine which is of course still my favorite is you know it's like oh wow the Gen- jennifer cisco's acting is a little dubious and uh and oh my he's he's going woo and and wearing a speedo um and there oh there's certainly a lot of talking to to aliens in in white vaseline lensed you know you know soft focus this is i don't know and then the show grows so i think shows that started sort of weaker had an opportunity to kind of slowly impress us to the point where like, okay. And and to find their footing. Um, You know, one thinks about lost and how the pilot for lost is arguably one of the best. Oh God, I know the intrigue. And and, and, and by the time it's done, I mean, the thing is a fucking train wreck. I, I I love the way that lost ended, but I, I I understand people. Really? I understand. I, well, it depends on what your again, primary value for lost is. If you're okay with not getting your questions answered and you're just emotionally invested, then it works. If you're like, Hey, this, was supposed to be a mystery what happened um then i can totally understand being frustrated but it certainly isn't we can both agree it's not the quality of that first episode no so, absolutely not so Mm-mm. it's it's you know there will be i'm expecting unnecessary come down in quality in the next two episodes i think you do the pilot and you're like okay where do we go i'm really interested yeah see like i think are. there's a problem now i mean like we were talking about this when there, i heard there was bad juju or there were people talking shit about it i'm like you know, it sort of sucks because we've been spoiled somewhat with some of these newer series and the way that things work now. Like it used to pretty much, I mean, you sort of accepted back in the day that maybe that first episode wasn't always going to be the strongest and there wasn't that many options. So you hung on and it became, and it became awesome. It found its footing in it. And now it's like, we expect you better be firing on all cylinders right out of the gate because we ain't got no time for that. And it's like, even even the fucking Mandalorian had one or two episodes that were a little weaker until it got amazingly good at the end. Like yeah. it's, it's, you know, it started super strong and I, I, I imagine the next two episodes are going to be kind of like, you know, cause you spent, it's like a, a group that puts out their first album, right? Like the first album is always the best. Cause they've been, the first album is a presentation of everything that the group had going Here are all our ideas. And you go, where's your second album? And you're like, Oh, we spent 20 years focusing on that first album. And we need another album in a year and a half. Okay. So I expect <laughs> that you'll have a couple of episodes that are a little slower and are slightly clunkier and don't work as well. And then I think episode four is going to be really where you see, okay, does the show, you know, it, it starts out running fast. It stumbles once or twice. And then by the ep- fourth episode, the cast and crew have really figured out, oh, this is what we're doing. Um, right. Much like, like this Mandalorian. Is what's happening. Like Mandal- Ma- Mandalorian seems to. Yeah. You don't kind of know what's going on until he, you know, until sort of the episode well, tonally, where it's clear that it's, a, that it's MacGyver. So tonally, you feel like the show. And again, the Orville, which I bailed on. I still haven't watched, but I watched that episode. Clearly, the first few episodes, they were like, "Do we 
do it this way? Do we make it funnier? What do we do? And they finally were like, oh, this is the show that we're making. Because they did, you know, the thing about making series television is you, 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 you make it as you go along. And so, so I expect, you know, I don't expect to be perfect right out of the gate, but what a great, what a great, great beginning for this show. Um, I think so. Watch it. Uh, we are going to be watching Maps and Legends next on the next episode of Trek Off, uh, which is going to air on January 30th. Uh, directed also by Hanel Culpepper. Um, and so stay tuned for that. But uh, this is exciting. Like what? I, I can't. Totally. I, like, I, I, and I, I mean, and here's the thing. People talking about are there anyone on a ship yet? Like what about in Star Trek? I, I can't remember the number, the number, but like when they're trying to get Spock's chakra back, the, like, Star like Trek he Dream? put it, Katra, he put his Katra in, in fucking McCoy. And McCoy's trying to get off planet. And like, there's a good half of that movie where they haven't even left yet. Sure. I mean, it's again, it's, I think that like what I think Picard works on its own and it's really, really good. But I think that the I think Picard immediately makes Discovery better because Picard has everything that I wish Discovery had but didn't. And if there was only Picard, there would like if every episode was like this on Picard, I'd eventually be like, I kind of want I want to be out there in space and I want some space battles and I want weird planets. I want them like I want the weirdness of Star Trek where they're like, oh, here's a planet made entirely of fish. You know, I like like I want some of that. And and the fact that I think we're going to get some of that. You know what I mean? I'm clear. That's think, coming down the road. I don't think we're going to get that in Picard. I think Picard is. No, is I mean, I'm saying it's clear to me that we're going to get them on the ship, on a ship doing some shit, like on a mission. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think it's going to be an exploratory. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's, but, it's not. But sometimes be Star Trek was about exploring yourself. And I think yes. that, that this is, you know, if we could have, you know, if we could have the Pike, the, the Pike, uh, the, the Pike Spock show, um, that could be your exploring Star Trek show while you have mm-hmm. your traditional um, exploration d- show. <laughs> While Discovery is 900 years in the future, and that can be the, let's imagine as much future shit as we can, kind of the first three right. seasons of ne- Next Gen, where you're like, here's a new technology you never even dreamed would be a thing. And that can be sort of your super future show. And then you have Picard there as this is your thoughtful ph- philosophical show um, mm-hmm. and kind of your intrigue show. Like, then I would feel like I would have a whole full round Star Trek. And then Short Treks, yeah, give me animated weird shit from time to time. Like, yeah, like let Short Treks be kind of just this weird, like hey what you know i wonder what stop motion would look like in star trek let's just do it like i i think those four Mm -hmm. that collection of those four things would create a perfect like four course meal of star trek and by gum i think we're going to get there so enjoy it guys this is it hasn't been like this since like since like 1999 yeah it's fucking exciting like there was there 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 was there was a sweet spot where in one year you got the premiere of voyager which i said you liked you got to be excited for new star trek generations which had both kirk and picard and Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine is on the air as well. Like we are there again for a show that was dead. Star Trek was done, and now we're here. This is astounding. I am so excited. But for now, yeah. my name is Justin, and my name's Alexia. Trek off, Trek off, bitches! Just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay. Thanks for listening.